Welcome to Northgate Christian Fellowship's weekly message series. And now, here is Pastor Larry Davis. All right, so we have started this month a series on stress. Uh, a four-week discussion, conversation with uh, all of us and a good word uh, about what stress is. And uh, last week we talked about that specifically and how, um, you know, we're not in control of things and, you know, our job is to stress and um, Jesus is really just saying, suck it up, you know, I'll be here when you get over it uh, at the end of the day. Or, or is God saying, no, when stress comes up in our life, when, when we start to see that creep into our life or anxiety, uh, it means something's gone a little awry. Something's out of place. Something needs to be attended to. So to start off, inside of your guys' bulletins, there's sermon notes. If you didn't know, now you know. I didn't provide you anything to write with, but something to write on. Uh, the, there's, it says, what are you stressed about? There's three slots right there. I'd like you to choose the top three things in your life right now that are stressing you out. Some of you guys have major ones. Some of you guys are feeling pretty good. But there's, you know, the, the same thing kind of comes up, you know, in seasons. Um, so if you will write those down, I'm going to wait. I'm going to watch and see who isn't writing. And then I'm going to point at you. No. <laughs> um, so go ahead and take a moment to write that down. Because what we're going to do is uh, today we're going to focus on two different things uh, that I think will help most of you in this room. It won't help everyone. Uh, and we'll continue that conversation the next two weeks. Uh, but for most of you, there's two things that we're really going to focus on and discuss um, that I want you to be able to look at this list at the end of the day today and be like, okay, that was it. Uh, that's kind of pointing at some of the stresses in my life. So go ahead and write those down, uh, and we'll get going into this. So how many of you guys know what an idiot light is? Anybody know what an idiot light is? Okay, a few of you. Okay, this will be good. I'll explain this. So an idiot light is that light that comes on in your car, like a check engine light, or it's overheating, tells you something's wrong. Now how many know what I'm talking about? Good. So stress, stress is like an idiot light. Very often stress in our life acts like an idiot light. How many of you guys have an idiot light on in your car right now? Yeah, <laughs> a handful of you. You can keep driving. Uh, how, many of you guys, how many of you guys have uh, ever covered it up with a piece of tape? <laughs> yes, there's a couple of you. <laughs> How many of you guys have taken it somewhere and said, just turn my light off? How do I get that stinking light off? Yeah, <laughs> a handful of you, okay? So we avoid idiot light. But what we need to recognize is that stress very, very often in our life is an indicator that something is going on, that it's an indicator that we have something else going on in our life that needs to be attended to. We need to pull over the car because very often... We have an idiot light up. We don't pull off the car. We just kind of let it go, and it's just there, and it's annoying until something really major happens that kind of just snaps, snaps the straw on the camel's back, you know, all the different cliches. So, you know, some of us, uh, when the light comes on, you know, in our lives, when stress comes up, we cover it up. You know, we uh, will say, you know, I'm just going to drink it away. I'm going to drink it until the problem goes away until I can't see anymore, until I can avoid it enough. Some of us, you know, we, we go outside of our marriage. Uh, things get stressful. We go find things other places, and we go outside of our marriage. Some of us, you know, go and uh, buy stuff, entertain ourselves when we're stressed to cover it up, to cover that light up. And God's telling us, in the midst of your stress, in the midst of the time in your life when you're stressed out, please, please don't tell me, that you just want to cover it up. 
that you're just going to cover it up and act like it's not there. Stress is just a symptom of something else bigger going on. Um, let's, say, let's say we're going to get in our car and we're going to drive from here to Sacramento. And we're on our way and halfway there, all of a sudden, the idiot light comes on. It's overheating and you see steam coming out of the top of the car and the radiator's gone out. So you pull over the car. So you're like, I need to get this fixed. I can't drive my car. I've got something major going on here. So you pull over and it gets towed and you take it to the mechanic. A couple hours, you come back and you come to the mechanic. He says, yeah, it's going to be $500. And uh, okay, did you fix it? Yeah, I got the light to go off. Okay, well, what was the problem? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Uh, there was like steam coming out and there was like a problem with the car. The light came. What do you mean you just turn off the light? Yeah, I mean, the light's not going to be there anymore. But there was like steam coming out of the top. I know there was something. Why didn't you diagnose the problem that was causing this? Uh, no, no, no. You don't have to worry about that. I put a fan underneath the hood to blow everything underneath out of the car so you'll never see it. You just won't see it. We would sit there and go, that's ludicrous. Are you crazy? You're supposed to fix the problem. You're supposed to figure out what's wrong, why this happened. God's saying that in the midst of our stress, we don't need to cover it up. We need to figure out what's going on. Please, please don't tell me that you think you can drink enough or go outside of your marriage or or buy enough stuff or avoid this. Please, let's pull over and let's talk about this, what the issue is. So today we're going to talk about two of those things uh, in Jesus' words it's in Matthew 6. If you guys have a Bible, you can open it up with me. We're going to stay in one spot today, Matthew 6. And I'm going to be in verse 25. If, um, if you don't have a Bible with you, there's one around you. Or uh, I can guarantee you, you all almost have a smartphone and you can carry it with you everywhere you go. There's an awesome app called YouVersion. I actually see someone pulling it out. Awesome. It's free, uh, so you can carry God's Word and uh, it can speak to you at any time. So Matthew, Matthew 6, 25. Matthew 6, 25. What we're going to see here is that uh, in looking through the Bible, you, see the, you don't see this word stress in the Bible. Uh, the Bible has different words for stress. Words like worry and anxious and fear. So the, the, the Bible words for those things is worry and fear and anxious. So we don't actually see stress. So Matthew... 6.25 says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. The, the Bible word for worry is what? Stress. Stress. Good. Thanks. I'm glad you got it. <laughs> so, therefore I tell you, do not, do not stress about your life. Do not stress about your life, what you eat or what you drink or your body or what you will wear. Isn't that more important than food and the body or more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. See, what God is saying to these people right here in this time is don't worry about the stuff that's going on in your life, the little things that you're wearing every day. And it was a big deal. Food was a big deal to those people. Food was a giant deal. They didn't have supermarkets so they could go pick up stuff. They didn't have a refrigerator so they could stock up for the week and plan their menus. I mean, it was hand to mouth. Every day you woke up and said, what am I going to eat today? It was a big deal. They had to figure that out. And figuring that out, it could be stressful. You know, are we going to kill a goat today, one of our goats today, so we can have some food? And if we do that, then the goat won't have babies and our herd will get smaller. It won't grow our herd and we'll have more food. It's, it's stressful. 
It was something, that, a big deal. Same thing with clothes. Clothes are a big deal. I mean, you have to make clothes. You don't have just clothes. You don't have a Walmart. You can go and pick different outfits for every day of the week, and you can match. Clothes are a big deal. Many of you have seen pictures from Africa. It's a, it's a great continent to look at as far as clothes goes. A couple of months ago, um, Rick Small and I shared about our trip to Africa, and there was many pictures that we showed of kids, even adults, that weren't clothed or had one piece of clothing so to this group of people, this is a huge deal. This is a huge stress in their life. It's something they worried about often and that consumed their minds. And God's saying, don't stress about it. If he were here today, I think, you know, he'd be saying to us, starting with, you know, don't, don't stress about your kid getting into the right school. I know it's important, but don't stress about if you're going to have a house. I'm going to take care of that. You're going to have a house. You're going to live in a house. You know I, know, I know you guys are stressed out about the stock market and your retirement and 401k. I've, I've seen this week. I've seen it. So, you know, he, he would talk to us about something much different that's much more pertinent in our lives. So, but he's going to talk about that, that big deal. So it says, therefore, I tell you, do not stress about your life or what you eat or you drink or your body or what you will wear. It is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? How many of you guys feel like you are world champion? I mean, championships, stressors. Like, I am fantastic at stressing. Yeah, a handful of us. Have any of you ever won an award? Have any of you guys ever just stressed so hard that somehow it changed the outcome? You just stressed it away. <laughs> it's never happened. And God's saying, Jesus is saying, don't. What is that doing for you? How have you ever gained another hour of life? Because you're probably losing it because you're beating your body up by stressing so much. You can't stress this stuff away. It's not going to change anything. You can never stress so much that it just changes things. It's never fixed anything. So why would you stress? Don't stress. Stressing is not a solution. It's a warning light. Stressing isn't a solution. It's the warning light. To say, hey, let's pull over the car. Let's figure out what the issue is. It's time to do that. Matthew 28, Matthew 7, 28, it says, uh, And why do you stress about your clothes? See how the lilies of the fields grows? They do not labor or spin. And yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If it is how God clothes the grass, if, if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will, it not be, will I not much more clothe you? You know, there's, there's stress going on today. But won't I take care of you? Will I not take care of you? And then he says this. Oh, you of little faith. Oh, ye of little faith. Interesting how the last two weeks we've tackled this conversation, this subject about stress. And both times in circumstances that are very stressful, he's gone to and pointed out, Oh, you of little faith. Oh, ye of little faith. Oh, ye of little faith. And I just, I just want you to know that uh, 
He's really saying, oh, you little faith, what are you putting your faith in? See, we get very confused about that a lot of times. We read that and say, oh, you of little faith. Then we say, I don't have enough. He's talking about a quantity. How much faith do you have, like filling up a cup? And that's not it. That's not even biblical. I want you to hear that. He's not talking about the quantity of faith you have. And we know this from Scripture because it says, the faith of a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed in the world, says can move mountains. What are you putting your faith in? You have placed your faith in something that is little, that is not enough if you're worried and you're stressed about these things. Let me, uh, let me show you an example of some of the things we put uh, our faith in. Um, some of the things, you know, we put our faith in, and it's not a bad thing, is pull them out, is, uh, is our friends, right? <laughs> we have great friends. When we are stressed, we have friends that are right there. I mean, day or night, we can call them. I have them. The Bible says you need to have good friends. It's support. It's accountability. Come alongside you. Friends hang out with you. I mean, they will take you to infinity and beyond. They're like, they're there for you. Friends is so good, but we put our faith in our friends in stressful times and friends. They're not big enough, strong enough, smart enough to get us to the other side. They're just not. We can't put our faith in those things, and it's not enough. Friends are good. Something else uh, we put our faith in is uh, accomplishments. This is an award we dug out of a chest uh, last night. Um, It was for my wife, Michelle. She got it. This is the uh, 2001-02 Sears Director's Cup postgraduate um, winner. Uh, won this award. It's, it's a really big deal. I mean, she had explained to me how big of a deal it was last night because I was like, what was that? <laughs> she's like, it was really big. Uh, she's like, you know, the coll- her college flew her from California back to uh, Texas to receive this award and put her out for the night. You know, they're honored that she's getting this award. And it's for uh, being a great student athletic trainer. Her, her degree's in athletic training. And I have to tell you, friends, today, I mean, God's got some different plans. She's not even athletic training right now. She wants to. She loves to. This year, she's teaching biology. We put, we put our faith in our accomplishments that, hey, I've done enough. I've gotten this degree. I've gotten this. Well, look how great I am. I'm getting to the next level. I will be okay. Everything's going to be always be all right because that's just what I've been. I've always worked to be the best and gotten there. And we put our faith in it. That's going to get us through the stressful times. It will fail. And unfortunately, we're seeing that more and more and more like an eye-opening thing in the economy today. Something else we put our, uh, our faith in is uh, money. A lot of us put our faith in money. Money rules the roost. What would happen if for nobody money was ever an issue? We'd probably say, we would never stress. No. Money, we put a, a lot of us put our faith in money. If we just had that job, if we just were able to get there, when I finally make this much money, it will be okay. We've always got that. I've done that. If we just can get here, I mean, we're going to be great. It'll be all right. We put our faith in money, and it will fail, and it fails. It can't get us through the other side. Uh, Sometimes we put our faith in... uh, 
in our marriage. Right? Marriage is fantastic. Marriage is great. Marriage is what God wants. But marriage, we put our faith, all our faith in our most stressful times in our marriage, and it will fail. It will. God's what holds marriage together. It's work. And unfortunately, there's many, many, many people in the room who have been stressful situations and relied on their marriage, and their marriage is what failed. It will fail. You, you have a partner in life, but at the end of the day, it will fail. The last thing uh, I'm going to share with you today that we put our faith in is uh, ourselves. This represents us. <laughs> I couldn't find a G.I. Joe. <laughs> Tinkerbell is us. Um, you know, we, we sit there and say, you know, um, I'm awesome. I can take care of it. Leave me alone. I'm going to sprinkle. I'm just going to think happy thoughts. <laughs> you ever read the book, The Secret? I'm going to think happy thoughts. It's going to happen. It will come to me. Uh, happy thoughts, happy thoughts, happy thoughts. But friends, when we get knocked down by stress, there is not enough clapping in the world that will bring you back, that will get you to the other side. My Disney friends get that. <laughs> There's not. It will fail. It will fail. We'll fail ourselves because we're not big enough, strong enough, smart enough to get us to the other side when stress comes. What are you putting your faith in? Uh, I'm going I'm to show you a, a further example. I need a couple volunteers, too. Yeah, right here. Anybody else? I'll take, oh, you're walking. I'll take, I'll take him. I need a guy like this. It's not you. Come on. I'm going to hurt him. Watch this. All right, so come on up, guys. Um, I'll take my man right here first. Come on up here. So you get to pick... Uh, something that you're going to put your faith in. You can pick yourself, money, friends. You want your friends. All right, cool. Right on. There you go. What's your name? Nick. This is Nick. Nick is putting his faith at bring me the friend board. You're going to walk the plank. <laughs> it's going to be good. So just hang out for a second. Here you go. So, you know, in stressful times, we're going to hang out and say friends are going to get us through. So this is your friend board. Get it going here. I will hold your hand. You can put your friends down. I'm not Buzz Lightyear, but... All right, so hop on up here. We're going to walk this nice and slow to get to the other side. Hold my hand here. Okay? Ooh, easy. It's baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Whoa! Ah, big round of applause for Nick. That was good. So you can see, his friends let him down. Don't throw my friends. All right, you can go down. All right, so, uh, no, no, you get to do this. So I won't make you pick. So uh, your name is? Ron. This is Ron. This is going to be really good because you see that one arm behind his back. You're brave. <laughs> or in front of you. Uh, so, uh, Ron, we're going to give you the Jesus board. Give me the Jesus board. <laughs> All right. Good deal. Get ready for this. <laughs> He's already liking it better. All right. Sweet. All right. So, the Jesus board. I will hold your hand. 
So I want you to walk this plank. <laughs> it even says Jesus. He can, he can just see it. <laughs> All right, hop on up here, Ronald. For those of you who know my wife. <laughs> okay, so, but, uh, whoa. <laughs> Slow down. I need you to close your eyes. I'm not going to make you wear a blindfold, but I need you to close your eyes because you're going to walk by faith, right? With my eyes closed? Yeah. <laughs> faith in something you can see isn't worth having it, right? Oh, pull me that way. Okay, I got you. We'll throw you into the music stuff. All right, right Brian, on. stay back. Okay, close your eyes. Good. Yes. Yes. All right, we're working our way there. You can open your eyes, big dog. You did it. Good job. Yeah, round of applause to Ron. Okay, seriously, let go of my hand. Okay, seriously, let go. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> so, some of you guys. Oh, yay, yay for Ron. Some of you guys are like, Larry, that was like the cheesiest illustration I've ever seen. My, <laughs> whoa, see? My, uh, my second grader would have gotten that little board, uh, and the big board, yay, Jesus, right? <laughs> right? I think, uh, I think that's exactly the point. I think Jesus is saying to you, why are you putting your faith in something so little, something that could fail? It's obvious. You've got to put your faith in something that's bigger and stronger in your times of stress. Some of us have our stress light on because you and I have put our confidence and faith in something that's too small to get us to the other side. Some of us, it's the reason our stress light's on. We're putting our faith in something else. And that is stressful. So my question for you, you can write this down. What have you put your faith in? What have you put your faith in? Sometimes, 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 that's not it. Some of us are like, you know, I'm good. I've got my faith in God, you know, but stress still comes up. You know, I'm like trying to keep my eyes focused on the prize, you know. I know the whole zero to hero, woohoo, let's do this. But stuff keeps still coming up. So we're going we're gonna to go to that uh, second part now. This is the, the second thing. So in uh, Matthew 31, Matthew 6, 31, verse 31. So you're not stressing what shall we eat, where, What shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own. Sometimes, friends, what he's saying there is we become stressed to the things we're devoted to. We come, become stressed because we're devoted to things. We're devoted to stuff. We just are. To the plan. And Jesus is looking at this saying, how, how? Please, please, please don't tell me this is the truth, but please tell me how. How is it that the people who know me, the people who know God, are chasing after, are putting their faith in, the same things as those who are far from me. Please don't tell me that. It says, for pagans run after all of these things. Jesus was like, how are my people so devoted to the very same things that people who don't know me are devoted to? Last week we had these cones out. 
And we said that, you know, this, this clone is the plan. This is how life ought to be. This is our plan for life. This is what we think we should have. You know, we want the, uh, you know, a five-bedroom house, a nice house, a good car that's on a lease program. So every two years we can get the maintenance plan. Um, kids going into the right school. Uh, you know, good retirement fund set up. God, that would be great. That's what we see life as being good. We've quantified that. Um, so thank you. My kingdom. Please do my kingdom. And we look over and we see, well, right now I have stress in my life, and that's because reality, the reality of what's happening, is different from the plan. And God's saying, the pagans are, for pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them. But seek first his kingdom and righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. You could look at yourself, you could look and say, what's the difference between me and my neighbor's plan? Your neighbor doesn't know God is far from God. What's the difference? What things are you chasing after that they're not? Why do you have the same plan? How is it the people of God are chasing the very same things people who are far from me are? And we get all freaked out because we're not getting them. We get all set up because we're not getting them. We stress about what we're devoted to them. Why are we chasing them? Is it possible that our stress light, that your stress light is on because you and I are in love with the plan and we're chasing the wrong thing? Not to say that this plan isn't a good one. This, this probably is a great plan. You know, I want my kid to get into the right school. That's a great plan. I, I don't want to lose my house. I mean, that, there's nothing wrong with that. It just might not be... The plan. God's plan. What are you chasing after and why are you chasing it? We stress about the things we're devoted to and in love with. We stress about the things we're devoted to and in love with. Friends, stress is only the indicator. It is just the indicator. Um, My daughter's just turned four like three weeks ago, four weeks ago. And... uh, um, I've never seen a person stress so much in my life as her. She has what we call pink one. It's a pink blanket, crocheted one, that she's had since she was a baby. And she is devoted to that thing. And it smells awful. You have to wash it. Still, can I please, please, please wash it? <laughs> um, when she loses pink one, we will move heaven and earth to find pink one. Because she is so stressed out. I mean, I've never, I can't even console this child about losing pink one. Because we stress about what we love and what we're devoted to. I've got to have pink one. I mean, if, if we leave pink one in another state, I'm driving. I've got to get there. We can't Skype it and just see it. I mean, we've got to touch it. We have old pink one uh, that, that all got way rattered and tattered. And we talked her into, like, look at it. It's upgraded pink one. <laughs> And uh, we have to go visit old pink one every once in a while just to make sure it's still there and it is still comfortable and then hug it and it's good. We stress about what we are love and devote. And that's a four-year-old. Those are the things that we stress about. See, we have a plan and we look and we say, it looks like God has another. And it's not to say that one's not bad. But friends, God's plan is better. One thing we never, 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 ever know and will know what tomorrow looks like or the next day or the next day. 
We never will. We don't know, what, we don't know what's, what's coming, what it brings. But we stress about it. What we need to know is God's plan is better. It's scary because we don't know. I, uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, uh, what we don't know is that on our plan, our kid gets into a good school. Our daughter goes to a good college. Because a good college, is good. it's not bad. That's good. But our plan, she gets into that school, and what we don't know is that she meets a guy. And it's the wrong guy. And that wrong guy creates hell on earth for your girl. But God's plan says, you know, no, 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 no. I have a plan too. And we're going to do community college the first year too. Because I have a guy there that she's going to meet. And it is the right guy. Uh, I know in my own life, we uh, had to move three months ago. We were in a great neighborhood. We loved where we had dear friends of ours lived three houses down. Great place. Everybody knew where we were, so we could get toilet papered. <laughs> loved the house. There was a problem in the house. I couldn't get the owner to fix it. Had to move for the safety of my children. It's very frustrating. Very stressful. Why can't you just fix this? Why can't you just do this? Why can't I take care of this? It's out of my control. Had to move. Didn't want to move. You know how stressful moving is and anxious moving is. Had to move. And when God says, no, 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 no. You had to give up your house. You had to short sell your house. I moved it. But what you didn't know is I had a great neighborhood for you with fantastic neighbors great people for your kids to play with that need to see God and know God and you and your household and want to. And that's exactly what happened. Now I look, I'm like, I hate where I lived. Because God had a different plan. And I saw it. God's plan is confusing. The other thing, we're not patient. Um, my wife was uh, one of the thousands that were pink slipped this year. Didn't have a job, going back to school. And uh, two weeks, so a week and a half ago, finally, two weeks before school starts, school starts this week, gets a phone call and gets her job back. Super exciting, but for many of you, know, deeply, deeply stressful. Don't have a job. And, and I have to tell you, it has taken, and we were still learning, but for some of the first times in our life, we didn't stress about it. It was so relieving it was uncomfortable. It was extremely uncomfortable and a little irritating just because you started to point the finger. But it was so gratifying, deeply comfortable within our marriage and our family to really, truly, honestly be like, you know what? We're going to be taken care of. God has a plan. Let's just figure out what it is. Do we need to sit and wait? Do we need to move? A testimony. Testimony or testimony. You'll talk to other people who, when you say, all right, God, your plan is better. I'll move the cone over here. I, it's not what I want, and you know that. I'd really like the house and the school and the job, but all right, God, if you want this, I'll hang tight with you. When you do that, you lose a lot of stress, and he'll take care of you, and he always does. Not to say everything's perfect. Not to say the, 
the interest rate won't change here. All of a sudden, you'll start making it in the stocks. Retirement's going to come back. Not to say that won't happen, but he has a plan. God's plan is better. So I want you to look back at that first page, what you wrote down. And I wanted to see and look at the things that you said you were stressed about and see if some of those helped. Look at them right now and be like, okay, I get it. Maybe I'm putting my faith in the wrong thing. Or okay, I get it. Maybe I'm chasing a plan. I got my faith in God, but I'm saying, God, my kingdom. Please, my kingdom first, not yours. And God's saying, it's time to do my kingdom. Seek the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness, and you will be taken care of. So see if those answered some of your questions. Some of you may go, uh, you know, no, man, I'm like, I'm following, I'm seeking, I know, God, like, what is the deal? We're, we're going to get there, I promise. We're getting there uh, the, the next week, the next two weeks. We're going to jump into that deeper. It's coming. Um, so I hope that was uh, helpful today, and I'm so excited about how God is teaching us and working in us through stress. Thank you for listening to this week's message. We trust that you'll join us again soon for another uplifting message from Northgate Christian Fellowship located in Benicia, California.